Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Investigative Economics Podcast. I'm your host, Llewellyn Jones. In this week's episode, uh, it's episode six, we're talking about Haiti uh, and Haitian gangs and oil. That usually on the podcast, we're talking about uh, recent stories published at investigativeeconomics.substack.com. But this one, we're reaching back into the archives, mainly because there are some uh, recent stories about Haiti and oil that were uh, relevant to something we published back in 2019. That uh, if you've seen the news lately, there's a story about, uh, this was a couple weeks ago, about uh, Haitian gangs uh, called the G9 taking over an oil export terminal or import terminal, either way, oil terminal. Um, uh, I think they're you know asking for bribes or something like that. Uh, there's some details I'm not totally familiar with, but... Um, there's also an attack on representatives of the U.S. Embassy, um, and there's you know there's uh, there's just generally been a, a, a well there's always a, quite a bit of strife going on in Haiti, but this one uh, related to oil issues, which uh, refers back to the story that we published in 2019, is all about uh, Haiti's oil situation. That um, back in 2008, that Haiti signed a this major deal with Venezuela. That Venezuela was going to give the country um, a huge amount of oil in uh, with deferred payments. That means they didn't have to pay up front. They can uh, wait to paying off for a year or two. And just by not, because it's such a large uh, shipment of oil, that it would save the country hundreds of millions of dollars a year. And uh, it was called the Petro-Carib deal. It was, it was a big deal. Uh, and that um, what happened in around 2019 is that there were a number of stories saying that uh, the oil companies, the U.S. oil companies who operate in Haiti were try- trying to stymie the deal, that they were trying to prevent, you know, their uh, spin on it was they were trying to prevent Venezuela from A, exporting oil and B, you know, subs- you know supporting this, this poor country, Haiti, for which you know the U.S. has had you know historic involvement with, um, and that you know that the U.S. oil companies just didn't want it. They just kind of wanted uh, Haiti all to themselves and to make as much money as possible. Uh, and while it's true that oil companies didn't like the deal, uh, the story gets into like it, that it, based on WikiLeaks cables from the um, the embassy cables uh, release that they uh, put out that. Uh, that they were actually trying to stymie the deal, um, not not because Venezuela was giving the country oil, but how it was structured. They were actually fine with Venezuela uh, providing the, the country tons of oil. Uh, in fact, Venezuela provides the country 99.9% of their oil on a regular basis. But the fact that the deal was routing the oil through the government, that the government was the Haitian government was being a middleman for the whole operation, made uh, just rife for corruption. That uh, that they that they were fine with uh, the oil being provided in any sort of way, but it, that it the Haitian government didn't actually know anything about d- distributing oil, and that the whole thing was just a sort of you know financial thing to, for them to go through the. Uh, the government just so they could skim off some some amount of it. I mean, they don't say it in those exact terms, but that's uh, that's uh, that's what they're getting at. Um, uh, that 
that uh, and the the oil companies involved it's Exxon and Chevron, but they were operating as uh, Texaco and Esso. They're subsidiaries. Uh, they used to be independent names in other places. You used to see them in the U.S. Uh, under those names, uh, but now it's all part of Exxon and Chevron. Um, but that uh, they already get those those companies already get their oil from in in Haiti from Venezuela from the state oil company, and that. Uh, that uh, that there's a lot of details to what would happen, but essentially the oil companies were proved right. That in 2017, there would be essentially a um, corruption scandal uh, led by the, uh, an investigation led by the Haitian Senate, Senate that looked into the Haitian president at the time, LeCour, um, and that uh, that he it was found uh, there's massive amounts of con uh, corruption going on there, particularly around infrastructure projects. And you could say that you know that's he said she said sort of thing. But the the details of the corruption scandal are pretty blatant. It's like pretty uh, comical even that there's you know not just the standard like overbilling and accounting irregularities, but they had like a contract signed by somebody who's already dead. Um, that LaCour himself was actually on the take and that he was had uh, receiving $888,000 a month as a salary to be an employee for an engineering company, which, you know, maybe he's got some engineering experience of some sort, but that just sort of like screamed that like he was just, uh, they gave him a job just to take money for it. Um, and so, I mean, that just sort of screams that, like, well, yeah, if, well, if they're being corrupt in all these other these ways, then chances are I could see them uh, skimming off the top of oil that was being provided for free and then being resold for a huge profit. So there's just an opportunity there for the a government to, to have skimmed a lot of money from that oil program. Why this is all important, not just like, oh, it's a little bit of graft is that oil in Haiti is just a huge ongoing struggle that they, for decades, they've had uh, massive oil subsidies, fuel subsidies for, to make sure that the, the cost of oil in the country is really low. That, um, you know, I don't know the actual numbers on this, but it might be, if it was actually without those subsidies, it might be something like $10 a gallon, but instead it's like $5 a gallon. And, uh, what it winds up being is that that winds up being those subsidies wind up being a lot, a lot of money. Uh, the World Bank put the estimate at around two percent of GDP. That essentially Haiti is spending more to subsidize uh, oil and gas uh, retail sales in their country than they are on healthcare. Which, if you know anything about Haiti, it being the the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, uh, with uh, outbreaks of all kinds of diseases all the time that they need to get their priorities straight. And that's a big thing. And that the IMF has been pushing for this for over a decade. They're saying that sort of like, if you want our, you know, these international loans uh, that are going to be very cheap and very helpful for you to sort of progress as a country, you need to get rid of these subsidies because, you know, otherwise our loans are just going to subsidize oil and gas uh, purchases. And that's not what we're about. That's sort of a waste of our time. And, um, and yeah, that, uh, then the, the, they've, they've held off on, uh, giving out loans as a result of it. And the government has been unwilling to, well, it's hard, hard to say that the Haitian government has not, has not been willing to get rid of the subsidies because 
the that's what it gets into reading about this story about these uh, these gangs, the G9 taking over this oil depot is that when, and this is just sort of my interpretation of it, is that, well, every time the, the Haitian government tries to remove these subsidies, there's often uh, in, in 2017, or no, it's 2018, it was like one of the last major ones, is that there are riots all across the country. You know, there's a lot of strife in Haiti, but these were explicitly tried, uh, attached to uh, the attempt to remove the, the, the gas subsidies. Like why only the top 1% of Haiti actually uses uh, most of the gas that, uh, you know, most of the country is very poor. Not everybody has a car. Um, and if it's mostly going to be like industry and uh, maybe the resorts and things like that, that's just my guess. But uh, that, that is pretty well known that uh, that's the top 1% that's using all of the oil. So why should, uh, why would, uh, why would people be uh, rioting over something like that? And that is most likely that the gangs uh, are getting a cut of the oil that's being uh, subsidized, that the government is subsidizing the oil uh, or, or Venezuela in the Petro-Carib deal. And that uh, when it's being resold, the gangs are taking a cut and therefore, and that's, they're making a lot of money that way. And that to take away those subsidies and, and if for gas to go up in a huge amount of price, which it would, uh, it would shut down a lot of uh, gas stations in the country that uh, the French uh, company Total that runs a lot of gas stations there was said they're probably going to shut down the retail industry if the subsidies aren't there. Um, uh, and also be related to the, to the riots that, um, well, the gangs, if, if that is the case that the gangs are skimming off uh, money from those subsidies, then that would, you know, that would just cut off all of their, their income there. And that's, that's why they're rioting. And that you, you can uh, interpret, maybe, um, insinuate a little bit more is that the reason why the government uh, uh, might be wanting the the Venezuelan uh, oil to go through the government so they can skim off money is that the government, the way they're staying in power, is probably paying off the gangs. Again, this is also all my interpretation of it, but it's hard not to sort of connect the dots on that one. Um, that, uh, you know, why else would all these gangs be rioting over oil that they're not using unless they're actually selling it in some way or, you know, making a profit off of it. And it's, it's a lot of money at stake. And you imagine that, um, yeah, they need to move beyond this. They need to get rid of those gas subsidies to get, to get these loans and that they need to focus on their spending on something more important than just, uh, oil and gas. And that's, uh, um, yeah, again, it's only, it sounds like it's only the top 1% of the country that's actually using it. It's not the majority of the country, that, which at this point, again, poorest country in the Western Hemisphere probably really needs uh, health care and other, other things.